Welcome back to Boiler Up Down South. This is the post-Iowa Depression edition. I am Drew Schneider, and my buddy is uh, Garrett Shearman. I don't know if I feel like Garrett Shearman after watching that game. Garrett is the most metal man in the Purdue blogosphere, and don't let him tell you different. Garrett, that was a rough one on Saturday. Not only did we have to watch terrible football, but other good football was going on at the same time. Well, I mean, you can't really watch any team play Iowa and expect anything that's very exciting. It's true. It's true. Well, we're going to take a quick break and uh, pay our bills, and uh, after the break, we will get into the game. So, see you in a minute. And welcome back to Boiler Up Down South. So we are just going to delve right into this uh, Iowa fiasco, I will say. Uh, as Drew drinks his uh, icy water. Sorry. Uh, yeah, how dare you stay hydrated, Drewski. <laughs> um, I will say uh, I was close in the fact that I predicted it was going to be a one-score game. And I was kind of unsure how it was going to be a one-score game. Uh, and it just so happened that we did not turn out... On top. No. Nope. Wrong um, side of that one score game. And Drew, I'm going to lead you into this one and just say, like, how was the first quarter a mastermind blueprint of how to lose a football game to Iowa? Well, thank you for asking, Garrett. I just wrote an article about that. <laughs> um, just Purdue's first three drives made it into Iowa territory, and they came away with no points. And that's how you lose to Iowa. You lose to Iowa because you don't uh, take care of your opportunities. And there were opportunities in that first quarter that Purdue just did not, for multitudes of reasons, cash in on. And... Um, you look past the first quarter, and Purdue wins the game. You know, if Purdue and Iowa are even in the first quarter, Purdue wins the rest of the game. Uh, but, um, obviously, that did not happen. And Purdue started the game uh, 10 points back and couldn't close the gap. Uh, so, I don't know, Garrett. It was just it was, it was tough to watch. Every drive, it seemed like, was ended by a new, like, catastrophe. Well, see, and here's the thing, is that, like, if I read these stats off to you, that Purdue had uh, 21 first downs compared to Iowa's 12. Uh, third down efficiency, Purdue went 9 for 19. You know, I'll take slightly below 50%. And Iowa was 3 for 13. And you look at the passing, Purdue was 25 for 40. Sure, there were some interceptions, but Iowa was 6 421 6 for 21 allow me to repeat that a third time 6 for 21 hey, Garrett do you know how many wide receivers caught passes for Iowa I'm gonna guess a whopping 2 0 are you kidding it was all all the tight end it Eric was all all 5 receptions and their running back had a catch uh, catches out of the backfield so 0 wide receivers caught passes for Iowa uh, just going further down some of these ridiculous statistics, like the, the possession battle, I said this last week, like, 
I was one of the very few teams that isn't just like one of the historically great defenses in college football history that can handily lose a time of possession battle and still control the game. And Purdue had 35 minutes and 28 seconds of possession compared to Iowa's 24 minutes and 28 seconds. So, or sorry, 32 seconds. And you look at that on paper against any other team but Iowa, and it's like, okay, yeah, our team just won. Nope, you're playing Iowa. Different story. Now, one stat, Garrett, that uh, really went against the Boilermakers um, on Saturday were, uh, was Iowa getting six sacks. Can you tell everybody, do you remember how many sacks did Iowa have going into this game total? Iowa had three sacks entering the fifth game of the season. So is that like 150%? I don't know. I'm not a math person. Iowa had three sacks going into this game and doubled their season total against the Boilermakers. I mean, doubled it twice, right? No. (laughs) Doubled it twice? Quadrupled it? No, no. Wait, six. Yes. Six sacks, though, Garrett. What happened? Why did Carson Hudson Card continuously hold on to the ball in the first quarter. Well, there was that one really cool play where he shrugged off contact and then threw it all the way down to Burks at the end of the half. That's true. And That's... then we were we were sitting there like, oh, okay, all right, 7-10 to 10 at the half. Like, I'd take this against an Iowa team. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. um, once again, my eyes. Um, it's just... I don't understand. Card had a really bad first quarter. And it was, that kind of sunk Purdue. I just felt like on each drive at the in, in that first quarter, when Purdue got into scoring position, he had like a weird, like, didn't make the first throw, but instead of tucking it and running, he tried to like back out of it and, and keep it the, you know, pass play alive. And he did that a couple times. I, I almost wonder if he was a little more banged up than uh, we were lead, led to believe. Uh, yeah, especially in the first quarter, he did take a couple more big licks as well. Yeah, no, he on that after that interception uh, where he kind of got straight up blocked in the back, uh, and uh, that was not called, but um, he took a while to get up. I, would, I didn't know if he was going to be able to finish the game. It just it felt like as the game wore on, he took longer and longer to, like, peel himself off the turf. Um, and, I mean, he got sacked six times, took some other, you know, near-sack big hits. Um, yeah, like he said, though, some of that was his own doing, not letting, not getting rid of the ball. And uh, some of it was, you know, the poorest offensive line, which only got worse. Um as uh, Marcus Imbo, Purdue's right tackle, went out with a, like, I, I didn't see the injury. Uh, he was pretty nasty. He's done for the year. So that's uh, that's no bueno. Um, he was one of the guys that Purdue could kind of not afford to lose. Um, and so we have, uh, we'll have some new right tackles. Um, and the offensive line, at, at its best, was not great. Um 
what were some of the highlights of this game for Purdue? It wasn't all bad. It was, I mean, Eric All was bad for Purdue, but other than that, it wasn't all bad. Hardy, hardy, hard. Yeah, no, I mean, I will say, like, when Hudson Card had that uh, play where he just kind of shrugged his shoulders and, and moved to the right of the pocket to extend the play and right at the end of the half gets it to TJ Sheffield, um, you know, it shows what Purdue really is capable of doing. It's just not consistent. And, and this, um, you know, offense has really tried hard to find their identity, but it seems like that identity is starting to shift uh, from week to week, and now we're halfway through the season, regular season. And you got to wonder what, what this team's uh, ceiling is at this point. Yeah, and you know, uh, obviously it didn't help. Uh, Tyron Tracy got hot uh, against Illinois and was injured in this game. Um, he sounds like it's going to be a stretch if he's going to be back for Ohio State. Um, so, you know, just another thing uh, that happened in this game. See, TJ Sheffield, uh, I think, was uh, really came into his own, one of the better games he's had, I think, in the Purdue uniform. Um, that long uh, pass where he sort of weaved down the sideline at the end of the half to uh, make it 10 7. He had a really nice uh, punt return. The first quarter that set Purdue up um, that we didn't take advantage of. Um, so six receptions, uh, receptions for 93 yards. Another um, so good game for TJ. Good to see Garrett Miller back and active. Eight receptions, 71 yards. Um, Burks could not get free, um, and that's uh, again sort of Iowa's playmakers making plays. Burke was uh, sort of stalked around the field by. Uh, Iowa star cornerback um, Cooper DeJean and um, there were some plays to be made. Burks just got his hand on a couple of uh, deep passes and just couldn't haul him in and uh, you know DeJean picked off a pass that was intended for Burks and I mean, it was a weird I still don't know what happened on that play I don't know if Card was throwing a the receiver ran the wrong route, card through the wrong route, or just slipped out of his hand uh, wrong, but um, threw it right to Dijon, who um, took it down and got Iowa to the five. Uh, luckily, Iowa is inept on offense and ended up having to kick a field goal from the nine. Um, but, um, you know, Iowa's playmakers made plays, and Purdue's just didn't. Um, Again, you just kind of have to stretch to find, like, Card didn't really play well. Maccabee was okay, right? 20 carries, 89 yards, a touchdown. But nothing big. It was, that was all sort of fits and starts. Uh, he did put the ball in the ground again, but it was recovered. So, I guess no harm, no foul. Although, he should really probably stop doing that. Yeah. Um... And now that uh, it sounds like Tracy's going to be out, you're going to be probably getting a little heavier dose of Maccabee, especially against that Ohio State pass rush uh, coming up. So um, hopefully Devin uh, straps his uh, chin strap on extra tight this week because I think he's going to get some action coming up. Um, But against Iowa, he's okay. Nothing 
spectacular. Did have a touchdown late in the game that uh, got Purdue close. Um, so that was, you know, good. But uh, didn't really, I felt like, make a real big mark on the game. What's your thought on that, Garrett? I mean, I it's just the fact that Purdue had under 100 yards rushing in general and the fact that 89 of those were from one guy. Um, it, it's kind of concerning knowing that you are now down one guy with Tracy uh, not looking great injury-wise. So, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to balance out Downing and, and Mockaby at this point, especially going into such a daunting game like Ohio State. At least it's at home, but I think we know what the result's going to be. Um, I think you really have to get conservative with Mockaby and tell him to get down as soon as he can get down if he's going to be the main featured back in the absence of uh, Tyrone Tracy. And I did see some of that all Saturday where he, I, I felt like he was making a concerted effort to get two hands on the ball and get down. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree. He's going to have to rein in some of that. Um, it, it's tough because it's kind of the thing that makes him who he is. That's yeah, that's of, his style of play. I mean, we, yeah. call, we call him crazy legs lovingly for a reason. You right, know? right, like, he, he's sort of, but he's, he's needs to maybe more be more judicious, uh, judicious and when he breaks it out. Um, what really kind of concerns me also moving forward there, Garrett, is a Hudson Card uh, running the ball. I felt like at the beginning of the year, that was something we thought that maybe Purdue would feature more. You know, eight carries, negative 40 yards. Yeah. Long of six. I, I just didn't feel like he wanted to run. I felt like there were opportunities for him to run, and he would choose to run backwards. And I don't know if that was just because there was, you know, nothing he liked in front of him or because he just didn't want to get hit because he was, you know, injured, uh, which I think, Again, I, I I think it was like a shoulder thing going on. Yeah, it was it was his non throwing shoulder, but it was it was his uh, left shoulder for sure. And man, those things hurt. Yeah, they're not fun. Not fun. So I mean, I understand him not wanting to go take a bunch of hits on an injured shoulder, um, but uh, we really need him to be a difference maker. I feel like as a dual threat, and uh, if the run part of his game's not there. Uh, like it was not against Iowa, uh, I think it, the passing part of his game suffers a little bit because I, I think he tries to force uh, force things um, in the passing game when he gets past maybe that second reading gets flushed out of the pocket. Um, that's where I think I've seen him make the most mistakes and I kind of wanted him to just tuck the ball and get what he can get uh, instead of... Uh, trying to make so many plays out on the perimeter um, where he's, you know, got a Iowa defensive end hanging on him and he's trying to beat him to the corner while trying to throw the out route um, and, uh, you know, throws an interception. Um, he, he really needs to step it up. I feel like, uh, I feel like uh, this was definitely his worst performance. Like you said, uh, he did have a couple really nice flashy plays. Uh but the consistency, uh, he needs to, you know, 
get started quick because, um, you know, just a bad quarter like he had in the first quarter really put Purdue uh, behind the rest of the game. Yeah, like if you're if you're down ten nothing to Iowa in the first quarter, that's like being down twenty one nothing to most most other teams. Um, and I I don't know, man. I I feel like with with Card, uh, he like okay if he has the time to scramble, he's got these shifty wide receivers who are capable of getting like a little bit of space and getting open. But Purdue's wide receiving core is by and large. Uh, no anti-pun intended, by and large, pretty small. Um, and that actually like kind of affects like how confident he feels when he's going to run because he doesn't feel like his wide receivers can adequately block for him if he does have kind of a lane. And, you know, when, when your three best receivers, not including tight ends, uh, when your three best receivers are all like in the, in the 510-511 ballpark, um, you know you're not gonna trust them if if they're blocking a six one two hundred pound uh, corner. So I don't know. Do you feel like that factors into it at all? Especially because he's taking some big old hits now. Yeah, I mean, I just feel like I feel like he is hesitant to run, and I'm not sure if that's by design or like uh, you know, like we said, just not wanting to to keep taking those hits, um, either and just not trusting the blocking. Um, or, you know, just, again, having a, carrying an injury. But um, I really do feel like Purdue needs him to be a, a dual threat um, moving forward. Um, they may need him to be a superhero, uh, an actual superhero. Yeah, I, I, I think it's getting to the point where if you want to consider bowl eligibility, you kind of got to let your quarterback with, unfortunately, like not much, not much depth behind him. Uh, to kind of play some hero ball. Um, it wouldn't be the end of the world in a first-year head coach's, uh, like, first his first season, you know, being 5-7, and seven, missing a bowl game. But it's just weird when you see these flashes of brilliance and then they don't show up again. Yeah, and again, that's sort of been our frust- our frustration the entire season. Is like you you see that they have potential. This isn't like an all bad team where you're just like, oh, these guys are trash, because like trash teams don't go on like these drives that they're capable of putting together and produce defense. You know, was exceptional outside of just a few key plays again. Like, the first quarter, it was three and outs for Iowa other than a 70-yard touchdown run because three people went to follow the tight end and left the middle of the field wide open. Um, you know, Caleb Johnson had 70 yards on that carry and 134 for the game. So um, the defense showed up, played well. Uh, again, Iowa only completed six passes, but, you know, Five of them to the tight end, who everybody knew coming into the game. That's the guy. Couldn't cover him, uh, even though they were literally not throwing it to anybody else. So that was a little disappointing. But, um, you know, again, 20 points should be enough to win, um, especially considering the field position this Purdue offense found itself in. 
thought for the majority of that first quarter, in really the whole first half. Um, but in other terrible news, uh, via the press conference, it sounds like uh, the Boilers are just uh, leaking players now. Uh, as I mentioned, Imbo looks to be out for the year. Same for our boy Max Clark. Very sad. Uh, my young freshman was uh, looking good out there. Um, Tyrone Tracy looks to be questionable at best for the Ohio State game. Um, there's a couple other big injuries. Um, uh, Marquise Brown, the cornerback, Purdue's number one corner is uh, also probably out for the year. So Purdue is, went from having like one and a half quarterbacks to like a half. Uh, maybe uh, that's going to be an issue moving forward to that depth there. Um, but uh, Garrett, do you have anything positive to say? We need some more uplifting stuff. Again, I mean, Purdue's just has run into some bad luck, especially in this past week, uh, for a game that was still within six points, you know, uh, still one possession game. Uh, Purdue's had some bad luck. I, I went like full street preacher mode and said, don't give up on Ryan Walters uh, a couple weeks ago, but I really do like where this team is going on both sides of the ball. Um, I think special teams is kind of just up in the air, uh, especially because Free Hill's still out. Uh, but you know, man, this is this is a hard uh, a hard hand of cards to be dealt in your first year as as a head coach anywhere. Um, I like where Walters has taken this, and again, offensively, when things really click, they really, really, really click, and. Defensively, I think he's just dealing with a lot of turnover just in the actual players, not even the staff, because he brought in his own staff, obviously. But just don't give up on Walters. Just don't. It's it's year one, and it's his first year as a head coach, and they saw potential in him for a reason. And if you're listening to this and thinking, did, did he say Marquise Brown? Marquise Marquevious Brown. I just wanted to sort of clarify uh, that. Um... So, anyways, Garrett, let's go ahead and uh, wrap this up. I'm tired of talking about sad things after that big Braves win tonight. Yeah, we got distracted watching that, so we're recording this like two hours later than we had planned because uh, the Atlanta Braves decided to do something good after doing a bunch of things really bad. Yes, go Braves. Barring. We're not the people who do tomahawk chops, though. So. We are not. We're yeah. not those people. We're not those. No. Um, and so, anyways, let's uh, go ahead. Um, what? Uh, just moving forward, what, what, we th- what are our thoughts here, Garrett? Um, again, just, like, be patient with this new team and new staff. And I don't think you're going to see, like, even in the – now that we're halfway through the season, which feels weird to say, I don't think you're going to see too much uh, staff turnover this year unless Walters fires somebody. Um, so I, I really do have faith in, in Ryan Walters. Like I, I watched a lot of what he's done at his various stops. And again, he coached, he coached at Mizzou. He was their defensive coordinator for a while. And I graduated from Georgia, who was also in the SEC East with Mizzou. So I was already pretty familiar with him anyway, watched a lot of film on him. He knows what he's doing. 
he's just kind of been dealt a, a not so great hand this year. Yes, and I will say, um, you know, I do think he needs to find a way to keep this Ohio State game respectable. Respectable. And I don't know if there is a way to do that, uh, considering the current state of the injuries on the roster. But um, hopefully he can figure out a way to get into that bye week, get some things shuffled around, maybe find some solutions on the offensive line if there are any, um, figure out what to do. Uh, at corner and uh, sort of move forward uh, to the second half of the season, um, at least with uh, a uh, revised game plan. Um, so anyways, uh, we will be back uh, on, I believe, Friday to talk about the Purdue versus Ohio State game. Beware Buckeyes of the Mighty Boilermakers. At least it's at home. That's right. A big noon game. I fear the Spoilermakers. It's time. That would be a really fun one. That it would be, be a fun one. It would be a fun one. I love speaking in hypotheticals when the season's already like, darn, we thought we were going to be 4-2, and two, but we're 2-4. and four. But yeah. hey, hey, Ohio State, Ohio State win would would make a lot of things better. Uh, I don't think it's gonna happen in this uh, current plane of existence. But maybe somebody out there in a different plane will experience that. Anyways, Garrett, let's uh, take it over tonight. All right, guys. Well, thanks for sitting through. Uh, I know it's not fun to talk about losing a low-scoring game against Iowa, but um, as always, you know. Y'all come back now, you hear? Peace.